0: What do you do when you've just positively lost it on a client in the most inappropriate way? Hi, we're in it today. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And today it's all about being human. Uh, how do you recover when your best self failed to show up at the table and your sarcastic, sassy, snarky side won the day? That's what today's listener's dealing with. And I think we've all been there. Um, you might even find that you're rooting for her. <laughs> the end of the letter so let's dive in heather i lost it on the client i'm a financial advisor and help people pay off their student loans i've had a client who is just rude and disrespectful he talks down to me implies i know less because of my age and has stated that he does not need to pay me because he has not saved the money he thought he would by working with me he consistently refuses to follow my advice and direction i just returned from vacation to four emails from him I reminded him that I was away for the week and he made a comment that he paid for my time off and that I was benefiting from the poverty of others. I was rude in my response, retaliating with all the ways that he's responsible for his financial collapse and all the ways I would never be where he is. He hung up and of course won't pay now, but I'm appalled at myself. It's not like me to take these things personally. I've been known to say that I work with narcissistic and entitled pricks for a living. This one though. This one got under my skin. I'm so ashamed and upset with myself. I can't move past it and I'm wondering what you think I can do to calm down about it all. Okay, first of all, your integrity and your character were questioned. And it sounds like this isn't the first time this guy went after you in a way to deal with his own embarrassment and insecurity around his financial situation. It sounds I don't know when this happened and how long you've been sitting with it. But probably while you were on vacation, I did an episode on how to handle nightmare clients. And so you might want to go back a few episodes and listen to that. Because a lot of managing nightmare clients come with boundaries, expectations, and knowing from the get-go what both sides of the agreement are responsible for. That being said, you're going to have to forgive yourself and you're going to have to figure out a way to make amends because you got yourself caught in a moment of being human. We all lose it at some point in time in the most inappropriate way ever. We all lose our patience, say the thing that we wish we couldn't say. We go for the jugular to end the conversation because we're tired of having it. We do choose the low road sometimes. It's not the worst thing to happen, and you can recover from it. The first sort of instinct I have is for you to decide what you need for yourself to feel like you've done amends because this guy went after you telling you that you went on vacation at the poverty of like at the expense of the poverty of other people was mean, cruel and hurtful. You don't need to go back and engage with this man. You can close the door. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't need per se that amends process. He doesn't need the apology, but you may need to give it. Because I know that there have been plenty of people who have come after me and gotten under my skin and I can't sit with myself until I go back to the situation. I can't get right with myself until I've sort of appeased my conscience a little bit. So if you feel like you can move on and leave this without saying anything to him, that might be the best thing ever because you're talking about someone who has a pattern of behavior of being mean and disrespectful to you. So after he got under your skin and he got you to go to the lowest common denominator, I don't imagine that the light's going to dawn over Marblehead, that he's going to listen to an apology. My guess is here, based on the pattern of his behavior, he's just going to use it as another opportunity to vindicate himself and beat you down and make you feel small. But if you need to say something because not saying something is inconsistent with who you are and how you move through the world, I would put it in writing. I wouldn't do it in an email. I would do it good old fashion snail mail and I would send him a letter and I would simply acknowledge, you know, we talked the other day when you you made the comment that my vacation was at the expense of others. I got upset and I did not respond in the way that I wish I had. The words that I chose were inappropriate for the situation, not ones I would use in a business setting, and I regret them. I hope you'll accept this as my apology and then sign your name and, you know, move on with the part where you really need to be putting your energy, which is understanding and respecting and showing yourself some compassion here. So here's the thing. The first thing you got to do is a gut check on how the heck this happened. I can tell you, um, luckily, I think I can still only count them on one hand. I haven't done it up to two hands, but times when I've really lost it on clients, I have like my three worst moments ever that I can sort of prattle about and tell people right off the top of my head because I just hold them that close sometimes. But when I lost my patience and I was rude um, and impatient and belittling and demeaning and I can tell you in each situation how I got there what was going on, what I wasn't paying attention to, what I kind of ignored. Because I think sometimes when we're about to lose it, there's warning signs that we ignore. And my guess is, if you look back on this, this is you can see the road to how this happened. The red flags you might have ignored, the moments where he really offended you and you kind of skipped it and you didn't acknowledge that he offended you, the ways you had felt insulted and disrespected leading up to this. And then he went after your character and your integrity and you just lost your patience. But if you can look at all of the steps you had before this like the things you could have said beforehand my guess is you're gonna find opportunities where you could have ended the contract with this man where you could have sort of rewrited the course with firm boundaries with expectations for how the work is going to go further because that's usually what happens is people lose it when they're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and they just like need the pressure valve released so a lot of times chasing the tail goes back to figuring out what other opportunities were there to release that pressure valve before just exploded on you so i'd want you to do some sort of you know just balance check in on this like how did you get here how did this happen what weren't you paying attention to and then i would really spend some time asking yourself what do you wish you had said what do you in in that moment when somebody says that to you in a professional setting when they make you feel bad for having money at their expense because you th- this guy isn't going to be the first person to say that or imply it. So when you're in that situation, what do you wish you had said? What would your best self have said and what would your best self have done? That way you'll feel prepared next time. And a lot of times the the advice here is don't worry about it, let it go, move on you know, just, you know, just drop it. Everybody, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And that is true. But I actually don't want you to just forget about it. Because I can tell you that as big as my F-ups were. Like, when I tell you I broke a 17-year-old kid in half in a therapy office when I was, what, 22, 23? So we're going 20 years ago, and I still remember it like it was freaking yesterday. I used sarcasm and tough love to make a point because he was just being self-sabotaging in his behavior, and I just wanted to give him the wake-up call. And I I delivered a one- liner that made the point entirely too well and I I just watched this 17-year-old kind of crumble right in front of me, and it really felt like I broke this human being. I never want to let it go and forget it or tell myself that it was just my young 20-something self that needed more experience and probably should have been better supervised or something, because remembering that moment has made me better in so many other moments in the future, like so many times I would remember what it felt like when I just wanted to deliver a truth bomb at somebody's expense, when I wanted to give them their wake up call, when I wanted a mic drop moment. And I've held myself back, recognizing that now everyone is built in such a way that they can hear them. And some truth is better said gently. If I just blew it off, I might risk telling myself that that was just a sensitive 17-year-old or that I can't do it with kids, but it's fine to do with adults. I could have created any kind of story for it. But instead, the really hard-fought and hard-won lesson is you have to be careful with humor. You have to be careful with the truth. And you cannot use your relationship with a client against them. That's a really powerful lesson that has made me the perfect person for so many clients since i wish i didn't have that f up i wish i hadn't lost my shit like that i wish i hadn't but you know what i'm better for it because i refuse to forget that it happened The other thing too, on the flip side, is I want you to use some perspective on this. You didn't tell me the words you said, but it sounds like, you know, you you basically used his own choices against him. But I also want you to look at, in terms of the worst thing ever to say, how bad was it? Because I can tell you about another moment that when I tell you, I was so upset about it. It's embarrassing to talk about now, but I was so upset about it. I couldn't breathe. Like I I almost kind of started hyperventilating. I was probably, um, I was still in college, so maybe 19 or 20 years old, and I was a camp counselor for kids who had been abused um, and in the foster care system. They were awaiting foster care placement And I was directing some, I was on a bus and I was directing kids like they had to move forward or back or whatever it was, however my hand was moving. I I can't remember exactly how it happened, but this girl just had my, suddenly out of freaking nowhere, this girl had my hand in her mouth and she was biting down impossibly hard on three of my fingers and I couldn't get my hand out. And you know, like if you've ever been bit, which in residential working with, out of control kids unfortunately I have a couple examples of that but you can't pull your hand out otherwise you're like scraping and creating a worse sensation so I couldn't get my hand out I wasn't able to talk her to letting go of her the clench of her jaw so I hit her on the top of her head and she you know was surprised opened her mouth and I got my hand out but when I tell you my immediate story in that event was that I hit a kid That I became the thing that these kids were so afraid of. That the adults who were supposed to keep them safe would one day abuse them. That I had done that. I went right to my supervisor thinking (laughs) that I had to report myself to the Department of Social Services for child abuse because I hit this kid on the top of her head. And I couldn't get past it. Everybody, like, said, like, no, that's a biological response. You are being vet. It was self-defense. You didn't beat her. You didn't punch her. You didn't close-fist her. You didn't call her a name. You tapped her on the top of her head to shock her. But nobody could convince me otherwise. In my mind for, I don't even know, it was probably close to three weeks or so, I, I had become an abuser. I had become somebody that because somebody did something to me, I didn't, you know, I responded in kind and I became the lowest common denominator. As you can hear the story, you might hear that I exaggerated a bit in my reaction, that it wasn't actually that bad, and what I had done was understandable for the situation. Sure, I've since learned in my professional training other ways of managing the situation when you're bit so that you don't end up hitting the person, but that in in the scheme of things, bopping somebody on the head because they're biting you isn't the worst thing ever. You want to do that here too. You want to make sure that just because you're horrified at what you said and you're embarrassed that you're not putting it on the list of the Richter scale as the worst possible thing ever. You haven't stolen this guy's money. You haven't mismanaged his money. You haven't done anything but help, hold him accountable to his choices. So if you're giving this More energy than it deserves, you're going to lose out on the lesson because you can't learn the lesson from this graduated, exaggerated point of view. You have to keep it real. And if it just comes down to you lost your shit, like you lost your patience, you said something, you embarrassed this guy, you made him feel bad about his choices, then, you know, recognize that too. But don't let the mistake you made, like, just be bigger than it was, because you're never going to recover from that. And it also doesn't really have a point. The next thing you want to think about is how are you going to let this go? how are you going to move on from this so that you don't start playing it safe and tentative with all your future clients, so that you don't play small, so you continue to offer your opinion, that you continue to set boundaries with people who disrespect you because a lot of times what will happen when people make a mistake is they kind of give themselves this unwritten penance sometimes and it means they sign up for putting up with even more crap and putting up with even more nonsense rather than recognizing that the lesson there is firmer, more consistent boundaries. So you wanna make sure that going forward, you have a plan. So when you have a client who acts in this narcissistic, entitled way, when you have a client who is so embarrassed and can't imagine his own feelings about putting his finances in front of you, which is the story that I'm imagining because it's the same thing that used to happen to me when I was a therapist and... And when you're younger, it's even harder when your clients are older than you for them to lean on you and accept your help about things that they're so embarrassed by. So this guy's mess is this guy's mess. But this is going to happen again, because you're talking to people about something that's incredibly vulnerable. And they're not always going to be their best selves as they talk about it. So what are you going to do going forward? How do you want to make amends? How do you like want to move through the world with these folks going forward, when they go personal, when they go low, what is your response going to be? Because the more you can prepare yourself for that, the more empowered you feel that it will never happen again. Because you can't just wish that it'll never happen again. You can't just say, oh, I had a bad day. I had a headache. I'll never do that again. You absolutely will do that again. Unless you have a plan for your, your trigger events, the things that you know get under your skin, you You just have to have a plan and a method of attacking them so that you can get right with yourself so that you can turn this into a lesson that you kind of look back on and go, Oh, God, never again. The other thing that I want to sort of point out here is that there is beauty in humanness and our mistakes. And I think there's healing that comes from sharing them. I've shared my mistakes with people. I just shared, I couldn't tell you all of them, that would be a completely different podcast. But I've shared my mistakes with people. I've shared them with other people. I've supervised other social workers. I've talked about the time I've lost my patients. I talked the time about the time burnout got the best of me when I was closing my mental health therapy practice. Literally, I had like only two weeks left and I couldn't keep my mouth shut for two more weeks. And I said something completely inappropriate appropriate to a client, but I've shared those examples with people because I think, first of all, it connects other people to the human experience because I have a feeling people listening to this show and listening to your question kind of rooted for you. (laughs) Once that guy told you that you were using your vacation at the expense of other people's poverty, I'm sure they all wanted you to put them in this place, Um, so when you connect with people on the human experience and you learn from it and you share stories, it makes it so much easier to see that it's just a moment of being human that it doesn't have to be this personal development crisis it doesn't have to be this awful thing you overcome but you had a slip you're going to fix it if you want to again you can make amends with him you can reach out you can acknowledge responsibility if doing that is going to make you feel better about yourself but otherwise you make a promise to yourself that that you're going to do better next time that you're going to pay attention you're going to set the boundaries you're going to have clear expectations a clear written contract but never again are you going to allow somebody to have this number of opportunities to disrespect you that's the promise you can make to yourself i think you are really brave in writing this and allowing me to read your letter on um the podcast today so thank you for that and you know from one human to another I promise you, you might lose another night of sleep or two, but you really are going to be okay because you have a bigger difference to make for the people who need to find you. Thanks for reaching out. Anybody who needs my help on your situation, your life, your business, find me over at heather at Choose to Have It com. The queue of letters in my inbox is drying up, so that might mean I have to start rambling about a topic of my choice unless I get some questions in. So the best questions always make for the best pod. So glad to be talking to you guys about being human, getting in the mud, getting out of it, cleaning ourselves off, dusting ourselves up, and just getting on with it. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.